Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Oh, my golf friend. How are you? How are you thinking? Are you thinking well? That's my thing that I tell people when they're going out to go to the golf course. Don't play well. It's think well. Are you thinking well? Because if you think well, you got a better shot at playing well. Kind of like when we say play well, it's kind of ambiguous. What does it really mean? And then how do you do it? Well, your first step in doing it is to think well. So I hope you're thinking well. So today I want to talk to golf parents, uh, junior golfers, college golfers. If you're not a golf parent, you could probably use this advice too. <laughs> Can't hurt you. But I wanted to share something to help ease some of the angst and frustration sometimes of watching your junior golfer play this game. It can be hard to watch as they struggle with all of the ups and downs that golf brings, especially as we learn this game. As parents, we can sometimes be lost at what to say to our kids, how to help them and support them along the journey so that they can have some success. It's challenging at times to watch them feel bad, be upset, fail, beat themselves up, be negative. All the things that comes with being a junior golfer or a golfer for that matter. So in this episode, I want to talk about seven mental golf lessons that you can share with your junior golfer. Now, it would be helpful if you understood them too. Right? So I encourage you to listen to the episodes and get an idea of what I'm talking about because it's definitely going to help you help them. If you learn things here, share it with your junior golfer. If you have epiphanies, share it with other people in your life. Help them manage their thoughts and think well. So I had to limit it to seven so it wasn't too overwhelming. I could have gone on and on, but I'm going to start here. All right, you do not need to get a piece of paper and a pen. You don't need to open up your notes on your phone. I went ahead and made a PDF and printed out all these seven steps, these seven mental lessons that I'd love for you to share with your junior golfer. I'd love for you to know. So you can print them out and download them at kathyhartwood.com forward slash parent. Just plug in your email and it automatically gets sent to you and you can print it all out and save it on your computer, put it in your golf bag, do whatever you want. All right, so let me share these with you. The first one is help them manage their expectations. A lot of junior golfers have expectations that exceed reality and that's going to lead to frustration. One of the ways that we can manage expectations is by going to the driving range, hitting 10 shots with every club, seeing how many out of 10 that we can hit on the green, in a fairway, out of the bunker, whatever our parameters are. And that gives us a percentage, an easy math percentage, on what we can anticipate going to the golf course if we manage our mind well. That's where our talent is right now at this given moment in time. If you're on the range and you can't hit one ball between these two flag posts, they represent the width of a fairway, and your expectation is to hit 14 fairways out of 14, you're going to be frustrated and disappointed, right? which is what a lot of golfers deal with. So help them be really realistic about collecting the data and managing their expectations. It also gives them a nice snapshot on what to work on. Right? The lowest percentage would be a great place to start. Number two is understanding emotional regulation. Most people and adults and parents don't understand emotional regulation, but golf requires it. 
for you to be able to play your best golf, for your junior to be able to play their best golf and excel and take their talent out there, they've got to learn emotional regulation. This is a little more challenging since they're going through lots of hormones and they're developing and their brain isn't fully developed until they're 25. So it's a little more challenging. So be a little patient with them. But emotional regulation doesn't mean we don't experience emotions. Doesn't mean any emotion is bad. Doesn't mean we shove emotions away, we avoid them, or we react to emotions as in throwing a club, screaming, losing our minds. That is not emotional regulation. Emotional regulation is admitting and acknowledging that I'm feeling something, angry or frustrated, and allowing ourselves 60 to 90 seconds to get back to a place where we can perform. The better we get at that, the more talent we're going to be able to take onto the golf course, the more peace we're going to have on and off the golf course. Number three is thought creation. Thought creation means that you don't need to believe all the thoughts that are in your head. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts and you get to think whatever the heck you want. What do you want to think? Create a thought. What do you want to believe? So junior golfers understanding that while they might have crazy thoughts in their head or they might hear their brain telling them that they stink and they're never going to be good enough, they don't need to think it. They get to think whatever they want for their own benefit. And I'd add to this that the more that they repeated a thought, especially a negative thought, it will become a belief and it will become reality for them. So if they have this horrible thought that I'm never going to win a tournament and then they repeat it over and over again, it's going to become a belief. And when it becomes a belief, it becomes a fact in our head and then we'll start creating that result for us. So remind them that they get to think whatever they want. If they repeat a negative thought long enough, it becomes a belief in their head and a self-fulfilling prophecy for the most part. Number four is about comparison. They're going to have a tendency to compare themselves to other juniors. And while it's very common for our brain to compare ourselves, to just kind of let us know how we're doing, how we're measuring up, it is the thief of joy. And wherever someone else is on the journey doesn't mean that you're not going to get there. doesn't mean that you're not going to get there at a certain pace or a certain timeline. You are on your own pace. It's hard for them to get their head around that. I've watched many junior golfers who have gone up to be number one juniors in the country, never to play golf again. I've watched people who are late bloomers go out and start winning on the tour. We don't necessarily control the pace that we evolve with the game of golf, but comparing ourselves to other people is only going to make us feel miserable because there's always going to be someone who's better than us in some area of the game or another. And it is only an opportunity for us to beat ourselves up and to feel crappy about ourselves. So while the brain likes to do it, it is not useful and it doesn't feel good. And we want to catch it and remind ourselves that we're going exactly at the pace that we need to be going. Number five is about luck and unluck, or my concept of 50-50. I have a podcast on bad luck that I encourage you to listen to to get the full concept of it. But the idea is that there is an equal amount of bad luck in golf as there is good luck in golf. And one of the ways that you can have them understand this concept is to go out and keep a tally of all the good breaks that they get. Make their mind focus on all of the good bounces, the good breaks, the good lies, the good kicks. Send intention of going out and looking for that because it's so easy for our brain to just think that we're unlucky because we like to look for the negative. That's what our brain likes to do. So reminding them that golf and life are 50-50. They're equally 
in the negative part as they are in the positive part, things balance out. Number six is you don't have to hit pretty shots to play well. You don't have to hit perfect shots to score well. You can still score while making mistakes. And the more that they can go out there and play and score on days that they're not hitting it so great, they learn how to become a grinder. Takes so much pressure off their golf swing and their golf game when I don't have to hit it perfect to score well. A lot of kids become perfectionists, especially with technology, thinking that their swing needs to be perfect, their track man numbers need to be perfect, and they need to hit it a long way for them to be able to compete, and that's not true. Figure out how to score on the days that you're not hitting it perfect because they're going to happen. And I'd add there's no such thing as perfect, which would be a good little reminder as well. And the last one, number seven, is that they are not their golf game. And I know you know this. They don't know this. Their self-worth can easily get attached to their score. It becomes a good round, good person, bad round, bad person. Reminding them that they are more than their golf game and their accolades and their trophies. And reminding them that you love them no matter what they shoot, how they score and how they finish is going to help them astronomically when it comes to separating their identity with a number. All right, my parents. Share some of these with your kids. Help them get in a good mindset around the game of golf. Help them build mental skills that are going to help them not only on the golf course, but off of the golf course because we have one brain. And don't forget to download the PDF at kathyhartwood.com forward slash parent. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.